You're listening to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast. Join me every week for new insights on what can be keeping you from living the life that you want and what you can do about it. And I'm your host, Tina Kalamanis. Welcome back to Mental Housekeeping. I'm your host and coach, Tina Kalamanis. And in this episode, I wanted to do a bit of a throwback, way, way back to the start of this year, rolling back to January, back when you were so excited to finally kick 2017 to the curb and speed towards your shiny new plans for the new year that would make the new year be nothing like the old year you just experienced exciting times. And it's easy to get caught up with all the excitement, even if you weren't initially feeling that way, because we all have that one friend who is super stoked for the new year and has talked your ear off about all their plans. Then there's the whole media that's right in your ear about the resolutions to do that year so you can make yourself and your life better. And with all of that, now you can see all the possibilities for resolutions such as eating better, spending more time exercising while you're spending less money in general, all the ways to put yourself first now that you have this kick-ass self-care plan, read more books that could teach you some new skills, get a new job, especially with those new skills that you're going to be picking up, get out more and make new friends, etc., etc. Any of these look familiar to you? Because they are actually the most popular New Year's resolutions for 2018 according to a YouGov poll. As I'm recording this, it's already April, so it's not really a new year anymore. Hell, it's not even a new year a couple days into January. At least it's not for me. Remember those resolutions? The ones that you made back in January? How's that going, by the way? You may be reassessing those old resolutions that you made, or you may have just gotten caught up with all the things that you have to do in your daily life and maybe just forgotten all about these resolutions because there was just no time. Or maybe you just decided to give up on them entirely. No judgment, by the way. I even got emotionally caught up, which is super rare for me. When I was chatting with my friends about new resolutions for the year, we even did a quiz to help inspire what we wanted 2018 to look like. And that is so not me. Anyway, I just wanted to take things to the next level and I could just see these new exciting things that I wanted for the year ahead all in my head, of course. I was inspired by my move into this new apartment and that further inspired a few more resolutions for myself personally and professionally that also offered more freedom to me. Yeah, I had a bit of a theme and maybe you did too. And if you're someone who hit the wall in your resolutions already, no worries. I noticed I did the same thing as well. And in this episode, I'd like us all to get back on track again. According to Time Magazine, they listed the top 10 commonly broken New Year's resolutions. Lose weight and get fit. Quit smoking. Learn something new. Eat healthier and diet. Get out of debt and save money. Spend more time with family. Travel to new places. Be less stressed. Volunteer. And drink less. Obviously after January 1st. There seems to be a disconnect somewhere because a lot of the most commonly broken resolutions seem to end up being some of the most popular resolutions for the next year. 
It's like they just roll over and doing things over and over again is just no fun. It would be much more fun to build on each resolution year after year and take yourself to the next level. So how can that happen? Firstly, there are three strategies that we need to consider and implement in order to avoid the merry-go-round of repeating the same things year after year and repeating the same results or lack thereof year after year. Making changes in your life isn't easy if you don't have the tools to do it in the most effective way. Now let's explore the three strategies so you can get back on track with those resolutions so you can create the life that you want. Number one, timing is everything. So if you have already fallen off the resolutions wagon, first thing you may want to think about is when do you actually consider when the beginning of a new year is for you? Because we've been told over and over again, year after year, that it's January and that January is the start of a new year because it's the start of a new calendar year. And that is the time to make some changes in order to improve yourself in your life. With this constant repeat of this notion, it's well imprinted in most people's unconscious minds. And that's not the case for all. For example, for me, I don't even consider January a new year at all. This is why I'm never excited to make resolutions. I just don't plan anything at that time. Instead, I consider September the new year, and that's when I make the bulk of my resolutions and goals. Why September? Because... It's the time when you go back to school or back to work after summer vacation. It's a natural progression with one thing ending like summer and another thing naturally starting right afterwards like new school year or new grade. You've already been accustomed to this particular schedule of transition. So is it the right time for you as well? Number two, piggyback on another regularly scheduled time of change for everyone. I would suggest to utilize what you already know to be a time of change to assist you when you want to make your resolutions. Birthdays are a big one. You are turning a new age, a new year. You're already in change mode. Birthdays are all about you and growth, and they hold a lot of energy, so use that momentum. Avoid getting down on yourself for turning a new year that's older. Embrace it with some positive desires that it will take your life up a notch. Another reason why I consider September a new year is that my birthday is at the end of August. Then it's literally a new year for me in age. And that's when I'm actually inspired to make the most changes in my life and have succeeded with those changes, unlike anything I decided to do in the start of January. Seasonally, January is the dead of winter and winter symbolizes sleep and rest. It's peak hibernation time. Less daylight also leads to less energy, which is something that really affects me. And I actually just want to hibernate all winter. I say that every winter. So motivation during the winter time is usually low for a lot of people, unless you're living in a sunny place all year round. So right after winter is spring and spring is a new season of growth. Fun fact that there are other cultures that celebrate their new year in springtime. Also, the word spring itself has energy to it, like rise, leap, move, swift, thrust forward. Oh, and this one's a really good one. To come into being, or even better, arise within a short time. Not sure about you, but I want my resolutions to arise within a short time. Go back and rework those resolutions. Use that new beginnings energy to your advantage. And... 
Knock those thoughts out of your head if you're thinking it's too late or I've lost time already because it's springtime, blah, blah, blah. Get over that because there's no room for any negative self-talk. In the end, any time is a good time to make changes. You know what's right for you. And you don't have to follow the rule that January is the time to make resolutions and the only time to make resolutions. Pick a time that's best for you, where the energy is most strongest for change. Avoid forcing the energy and just ride the wave. It makes things so much easier. Now ask yourself, what time of year most resonates with you? When do you feel more alive and full of energy? Could be when you're evolving an age or change of a season or when you're already starting something new. One caveat to insert here because starting multiple things at the same time, make sure that you avoid starting too many big things all at once. If you're starting something big like a new job, add on something small once you've picked up the rhythm of that new job. Taking on too much all at once could lead to overwhelm and it's best to just pace yourself so you can keep the focus. And that leads us to number three, which is take a shortcut. Find someone else who has already achieved that resolution that you want to achieve yourself. This can be found in someone you know, a friend or a colleague, in a book, online how-to videos, trainings, etc. Look out for what they did and how long it took. Really seek out what didn't work for them and immediately avoid all of that and go straight to what did work. You can also seek a coach to help you with your resolutions and your goals or someone to keep you accountable so you actually achieve that goal. What you are looking for is the exact thinking and the exact behavior that they used in order to achieve their results. The formula. That is your shortcut to results in anything you want to do. I myself am implementing these strategies and I thought I'd share them with you as I know that they will help. I'm taking advantage of the spring season and breathing new life into the resolutions that I've made earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to happen. And I'd love to hear about yours. What are your resolutions and what are your takeaways from this episode? Tell me, do you also feel that you're also a September New Year's person like me? What do you say is the most energetic time of year for you? Mine's actually spring, so this is a good time. This is why I'm so inspired. And is there anyone else that you'd want to see in your life that could help you with your resolutions? I'm a coach, and I even have a coach. So go ahead and leave your comments at mentalhousekeepingpodcast.com, and let's see us make our resolutions happen this time. Thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, stay awesome because you are awesome.